Hello and welcome to the Blues Guitar Show podcast with me, Ben Martin from thebluesguitarshow.com. I hope everyone's having a good week this week and that you guys enjoyed the last three episodes all about how-to blues solos. If you want to go back and check those out, all of the podcasts right up to, I believe this is episode 79, are all still available free on Apple Music, Spotify, all of that good stuff. And don't forget, if you find you get value from this stuff, please do leave a review. It helps me get these podcasts to a wider audience, to more people, and ultimately it helps more people engage with learning the guitar, which is what we want. So we've gone through a couple of mini-series. The first one was all about finger-picking. We did three episodes about finger-picking. Then we did three episodes about blues solos and improvisation. And for this next series of three episodes, we're going to talk about, yes, flat-picking. Now, flat-picking is the art of playing with a plectrum. Uh, If you've done some picking before, this will be a really, really cool enhancement to what you already play. And if you've never done any flat picking before, or you've just used a pick to strum some chords, uh, this is also going to be really super useful for you guys. So, a little introduction. Um, I started I started my musical sort of life playing uh, classical guitar. I did about a year and a half maybe of classical guitar when I was pretty young. Um, so finger picking to me always felt fairly natural. And then I sort of progressed on from there and I spent a lot of my young life and early career as a bass player, uh, which of course generally is using finger style. So flat picking was something that I think I came to a little bit later and certainly in terms of kind of skilled flat picking is what I would call it. I mean, I'd always use picks. I always had guitars around the house and uh, as many of you know, I mentioned it before, my dad plays guitar and, you know, he would typically play with a pick and a lot of kind of strumming and chords. And all that good stuff. But I um, was listening to Tony Policastro's podcast over at the uh, Acoustic Life, or I think uh, the Tack family, he calls it now. Uh, but he has a show called Acoustic Tuesday. And I had never really been exposed to the world of bluegrass until I started listening to that because growing up in England and spending a lot of time in countries in Europe and stuff and then later in Asia, you really aren't exposed that much to kind of bluegrass music. It's it's a very kind of uh, North American phenomenon. But some of those guitarists are absolutely phenomenal with a pick. They have some, I mean, they're almost like, uh, I think I mentioned it last week, they are the shredders of the acoustic music world you know um they are kind of the eddie van halens and the yingwei mouse teams of the acoustic world and it just opened up this whole kind of different different side of guitar playing to me so flat picking is something that i really love and something that i think is really fun to play especially if you're playing on your own just to sit around and be able to pick out these melodies add in some chord tones to them you can get this really cool kind of We've done a couple of episodes on bluegrass flat picking specifically before, but this I want to be a series on how to flat pick, how to start flat picking and how to improve your flat picking playing. So the first thing that we need to do is talk about the picks themselves. Now I've got a box of picks from Guitar Guitar in uh, London, a shout out to Guitar Guitar in Epsom, Uh, that's where I was born. 
very cool uh, guitar shop. And in it, I keep just loads of different picks. Some of them are homemade. Some of them are super thick from when I played bass. Some of them are really thin. And each kind of each pick to me has a different kind of role and something um, something that I use it for. For example, uh, I'm going to play you a couple of examples. I've got some really thick picks that I had custom made for me when I was playing bass in a in a band in London. And these are these are if I was to give you the millimeters. I think these would be 1.2, so that's super, super thick. Um, and they give you a great sound if you're playing chords. They give you a really nice, full, rich sound, and they really get the most out of the guitar. I mean, right now I'm playing my Aria... Um, vintage 80s dreadnought so it's already a big sounding guitar and really when you when you're playing flat picking stuff especially that kind of bluegrass stuff you want a kind of dreadnought shaped guitar of course you know you want something meaty with a lot of kind of low end to it but these fat picks are really good for giving low end i've got the opposite of course as well i've got some incredibly thin picks and i would say these actually don't say what they are on them but i would say that would be a 0.38 probably um 0.38 size, and these give a much lighter sound. And these are great for playing those fast. But I do find that these give almost a too kind of light feel for me. So I'll tell you the one that is my go-to. And I think the brands are kind of, uh, it's probably bad to say, I think the brands are kind of irrelevant. Uh, I've got two here. One is a Fender, a Fender Medium, which is about uh, 0.78, uh, which is a nice uh, mix between the heavy one and the light one. And then I've got this, is my, uh, then I've got my favorite pick here, which is by a Chinese brand that I got when I was uh, living out in China called Alice. Um, and I got a box of a hundred of these. I think I, I think I paid less than five pounds for a hundred picks, uh, which is great for me because I have to use them all day for work. And I mean, you know, you you buy you buy picks and you buy picks and you buy picks and you go throughout life and you just lose them all, don't you? Like I don't know where they you know leave them on shows or I leave them in pairs of jeans and then you know they go through the wash and who knows where they end up? Um, kind of a black hole in your in your room mm-hmm. where picks just go um but i have i have a hundred of these alice picks and these are 0.58 millimeters and for me that is the best pick um the best pick size i think it's the perfect blend of giving you a nice bit of big sound mixed with really having that kind of flexibility fast picking stuff so the first thing that you need to do is really experiment with some different pick sizes and find what suits your playing what suits your guitar Uh, maybe you're really used to having a pick with some grip on it in which case yeah you should definitely have one with some grip on it Uh, the only thing I would say to if you're new to flat picking is to stay away from the ones that are too heavy because it's going to open you up to the possibility of breaking some strings it's going to be a little bit more fiddly and harder to, to play with um, so I would say 0.58 millimeters is the ideal. Now the next thing we need to talk about is how to hold a pick. So I have so many people um, that I meet, guys that I teach, 
where they come to me and they, you know, they're sort of showing me something on their guitar, usually something chord based, and I can see way too much of the pick. And what I mean by that is that obviously we're going to hold a pick between our first finger and thumb, but I really shouldn't be able to see much of that tip. You know, you should have it. You should be holding it pretty close to get decent uh, amount of control with your pick there. If you're holding the pick right at the end and you've got loads and loads of room, you're going to really, well, firstly, you're probably going to overuse your wrist. Um, you're going to overuse that kind of forearm muscle there because it, it enables you to have to go back and forth uh, sort of horizontally across the strings, which we don't want. Uh, but secondly, you, you're at much higher risk of dropping it it's much more difficult to get that dexterity to play the faster stuff. So you really, you want to be aiming for almost as small as possible. Um, hold it, hold the pick right so there's about maybe a few millimeters, certainly less than a centimeter, um, showing. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to take you through one lick and we're going to talk a little bit theory today, which we don't discuss too much on the podcast because I know that when you start talking about theory out of context, it really can be difficult for people to get their heads around. So we're going to try and keep it really contextual, kind of make it really make sense as to why this theory is the way it is. But firstly, don't forget to make sure you're subscribed to the mailing list if you want access to these tabs. If you don't want to subscribe, that's no problem. I get it. I'm going to do my best to talk you through the tab, uh, talk you through the lick that we're learning in this session. Uh, but if you want to go and subscribe, you can also get access to all of the previous ones, I think, since maybe the start of uh, 2022. Well, yeah, yes, 2022. It's still 2022. It's going on a while, isn't it? Um, so if you want access to all that stuff, make sure you're subscribed over the mailing list and you'll have access to all of that, along with upcoming emails about some workshops and stuff that I'm going to be launching soon. So, uh, the lick that we're going to learn today sounds like this. So this is quite a cool lick because of this interesting piece of theory that I'm going to talk you through. So this lick is can be thought of in two ways. The first way is that we can think of it as part of our minor pentatonic scale in the key of E. Now that would be... giving us a kind of blues flavor. But we could also think of it as being in the major pentatonic scale in the key of G. which gives us a much more of that kind of bluegrass sound. So you can actually play this same lick either over an E blues or over a kind of country song or a bluegrass song in the key of G. Now the reason that is, is because, let's have a look at the notes that are in the E minor pentatonic. So if we start from the top string, we go open to three, those notes are E to G. We're gonna go down a string and go zero to two, and those notes would be 
A to B. So we've got E, G, A, B. And then we have two more notes. One, two, three, four. Or we have one more note to make up the pentatonic. And then we get to the octave. On the third string down, or on the fourth string or D string, we're going to go 0, 2 again, which is our D back to E. So we have E, G, A, B, D, back to E. And of course we can repeat that all the way down. And that is our E minor pentatonic. So let's just review what those notes were in there. That's E to A to, so we go, sorry, E to G, E, G, A, B, D, E. Now that, uh, those are the notes in the E minor pentatonic. Let's have a look at the notes in the G major pentatonic. The G major pentatonic, if we start on the top string, just one octave of this, we're going to go from 3 to 5, which is G to A. Drop down a string with 2 to 5, which is B to D. Drop down a string, we have 2 to 5 again, which is E, and then to the octave G. So again, the notes in the E minor pentatonic are E, G, A, B, D. And the notes in the G major pentatonic are G, A, B, D, E. Now these notes are the same, aren't they? Which, is me which means that we can use the same shapes that we've already learned from the minor pentatonics and use them as the major pentatonic in the key of G. Now I'm hoping that wasn't too confusing and that might have given you a bit of a light bulb moment there. But what I mean is that this... Um, this minor pentatonic shape that we probably all know in the key of E is also exactly the same notes as the major pentatonic in the key of G. And one of the cool things is that it means that we have transferable licks now. Any lick that you know in the E minor pentatonic, you can play in the G major pentatonic. And we, it's just a case of playing the lick over a different set of chords or over some different chord tones. So let's go back through the lick itself and learn those notes. So the lick was. And we're going to play this with alternate picking, meaning that we're going to pick every string down first, up second. So that's down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, and so on. So we're going to start on the second string here. And we're going to go zero to three. So that's picking down up. And then on the first string, the bottom string, 0, 3. So we're starting with those bottom two notes of the E minor pentatonic. So we go 0, 3 on the second string, 0, 3 on the bottom string, and then open first string. Back onto the second string, 3, 0. And then fret 2 on the third string. So that's second string zero three, first string zero three zero, second string three zero, third string two. And then open third string. 
So that's the first half of the phrase, if you like. We go. And again, just to reiterate, if we play a G over the underneath that, we get this major pentatonic sound. Then if we play an E, or an E7, we get this bluesy minor pentatonic sound. So the first half of the lick. Second half, we're going to go back to that fret two on the third string, which is our A note. We're going to go two, three, two, zero. And then fret two on the fourth string, taking us back to that E. So. And I'd recommend playing this with a metronome. And if you don't have a metronome, there's a really good uh, iPhone app called Metro Timer, which I would recommend using. It's very easy to get on there and start changing the metronome and seeing if you can build up some of that speed. Or alternatively, YouTube, you can just type in uh, metronome and then type in the BPM, the beats per minute that you want to start at. I would recommend starting this one at around 95 because it's quite a speedy lick because we've got some of those 16th notes in there. And then just see if you can build it up. See if you can add on increments of sort of five or 10 BPM when you get comfortable. But we want to use that flat picking style, make sure we've got a really small part of our pick showing and we're always playing alternate picking down, up, down, up. Try playing it over both the E chord and the G chord. So let's try the E first. I'm just going to play a little... Uh, I'll just hold one strum, because then it won't matter what speed you're going to try and play it. I'll hold one strum of each of these chords, just so you can hear and feel that difference between the major pentatonic and the minor pentatonic. So we're going to start with the E first. So one, two, three, and... And then the same with the G. One, two, three, and. And make sure to start nice and slow. Before you start attempting the quicker. Kind of stuff there. Okay, so our first flat picking lesson in the bag. Nice one. So we are going to continue for the next two episodes and look at some cool flat picking licks. I'm gonna give you any tips that I can think of. Um, if you need anything else or you have any questions or anything, please don't hesitate to email me, ben at thebluesguitarshow.com is the email. Make sure you're subscribed at thebluesguitarshow.com. You can always follow at Blues Guitar Show Podcast over on Instagram. I post a lot of videos there that I think could be really useful, uh, particularly if you want to kind of visualize um, or you want video of somebody playing some of these licks. You'll find videos of me playing most of these licks over there. I'm going to be launching a five-day challenge coming up really, really soon. And uh, that taking part in the challenge will give you 
exclusive access to our Facebook group, which is where I post a lot of daily content stuff. So if you're interested in that, either shoot me an email, ben at thebluesguitarshow.com, or make sure you're subscribed over on the website. And just look out for any of that stuff you might see coming up on Facebook, Instagram, and all of those good places. All right, have a good week, everybody, and I will catch you next time. Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.